fantastic. So here's what we're going to do. If you would like to have a story to tell, I'd like you to come up here, first person here, and then we'll kind of spread out this way. Um, and so why don't you go ahead and come, whoever's planned and ready to come share a story, you can come. Kathy's going to come and start us out. All right. Everybody else, come on up. Let's get a few people. Stand right here for me. When we get five, all right, fantastic. So we got five right here. So let's, yes, go ahead and come on up. You can sit right next to Randall so we have nice of space, and then we can kind of go, okay? Jim, you can actually, yeah, you're good. Come on up. All right. So we'll press pause now, and then we'll share these stories, and other people can come, all right? So, you ready? All right. <laughs> uh, okay, so I've been at Vintage for about nine and a half of the ten years. And when we came, we were very broken. We had been through a very difficult season for, I'd say, at least three years before that. So as a lot of people at Vintage that I've come across, a very difficult time, hard to give when you need to receive so much. But um, when I, shortly after I got here, I got in a, an accountability group, DNA group, with two other ladies. I didn't really know them, and the way I got in the group was, actually, I just asked one of them, I said, we should get together for lunch sometime, and because I said that to her, she invited me to be in this DNA group that she was about to start up, so I thought that was really cool how God did that, and we stayed as a very close group, we're still very, very close, but we met weekly for about five years, and that was just so important to me. Um, especially because, like, they kept encouraging me, you know, you're, you're, you can share, you can share your story, you know, it's safe with us. But from where I came from, I just felt like I can't share it because I, I can't say anything bad about anything or anybody. That's the place I came from. And so I wasn't willing to share. But finally, after, I don't know, it was probably a year before them, they kept encouraging me to, to share when I finally was able to say, okay, I feel safe to, you know, start sharing a little bit of my story. And they prayed for me, and we're still close. So Amen. Thankful for that. Amen. Thank you. All right. Good job. Hey, man. This is David Gillum. Don't touch that microphone. Uh, I'm David and my wife Elaine. We've been here since the beginning. In the beginning, you know. um, so biblical, we've, man. We've, we've been blessed. Um, the, the real wow for me is family here at Vintage. Um, the other morning, I guess after I heard your uh, video about the announcement of that, the Lord did something really strange to me. It just started reeling off memories of, of Vintage. I mean, they weren't. It wasn't like, um, wow, we, it was doing life. It was doing life with this family and all. And I, and, and I almost had to say, Lord, stop. I, you know, I'm thinking about things that I haven't thought about in 10 years. So I just I appreciate vintage, the family aspect. And Kathy touched on something. When we first started, we had a lot of wounded people come. Mm-hmm. And God... God used this church and you to, to, to bring healing to those Amen. people. So it, it's hard to put into words what vintage means to us in just uh, two minutes. But um, I, I, I ended that real in my mind just being thankful and being Amen. grateful for all the years. And one other, the wow moment was, of course, and you said not to do this, but was, uh, was Bethel. 
Amen. When that word was spoken. Yeah. yeah. Amen. I love you. Love you. Love you too, brother. Hi, so I'm brand new, so it's kind of weird because my last church I knew everyone. <laughs> it's still family. Come but on. I still feel like I know you guys because I'm a new Christian. I've only been a Christian for like five years. And Pastor Mike Lynch um, was my pastor. Um, we moved here. And for some reason, the Lord kept telling me to come to Vintage. And I went to Moms with Swords, and I heard him speak. And I said, okay. I said, he's pretty awesome. <laughs> and then I came here, and I saw her worship, worship, and I said, oh, my God, this place. I cannot stop crying. I mean, it is so awesome. I'm on fire for the Lord. I And my husband, please pray. Like, he has a lot of social anxiety. So I do have a husband with two kids, but um, he's very, he doesn't like... He's a Christian, but he's um, has a lot of anxiety and social issues, so um, he doesn't want to go to church, and so I just come by myself. I'm going to be greeting here, which I'm really excited about, and um, just, yeah, I came from being a pretty much an atheist. Um, my mom still is agnostic. My dad passed away, and I went in a really deep, dark depression, and after that, the Lord finally woke me up, and I went to a Christian college as a atheist. Weirder, which Makes is complete even, sense. Yeah. It's really weird. So the Lord's been trying to get me for a long time, and it's changed my whole life. So it's so yeah. awesome to be here, and I feel this is such a like very authentic church. I feel like I can finally be myself here. So Amen. I love it. This is Cassie. Come as a team. All right. Okay. Get closer. Get closer, Michael. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, just get close with her. She said you came as a team, so you're coming oh, as a team. All right, okay. there you go. Oh, man, that's so loving. This is weird. Sorry. <laughs> here we go. So, go ahead. Get in. Right here. Put it right there. Right there on your chin. Right there on your okay, chin. Thanks. There you go. I feel better. Come on. Don't be such a troll. So, here we go. I am. <laughs> All right, go. I, Michael and I came uh, to Vintage. We were feeling really isolated. We we're foster parents, and we felt really alone. And we wanted to give up, but we had these two kids with us, and we knew that we couldn't give up on them. So we came to Vintage for a foster parent appreciation dinner, and we were like, okay, this is pretty cool. And uh, since then, we aren't giving up on foster care. (laughs) We have a new placement. Um, But we just really appreciate how everybody, we've been speaking about family, and you guys come alongside us, and you love these kids. And you can love me or not love me. That's fine. But you love my kids. We love you. It's nice. <laughs> but, like, seeing everybody love on my kids and teach God to, my, to these children that would never see him is just amazing. And everybody that gives to foster care or prays for us, it's a big deal. And we're living proof of that because we're not giving up. And we just never felt more embraced. Um, and we just thank you guys for it. It's amazing. Amen. I love it. Yeah, we, we wouldn't... Uh... We wouldn't be doing foster. Sorry, sorry. We uh, we still wouldn't be doing foster care if we weren't here. That's the that's the truth. And uh, just like the great memory that I have, you know, Jacob and Benjamin that was our previous placement. They ran through here, especially Jacob. Like he owned the place, and that's because people loved on him. People were intentional to talk to him, and they just gave time for the kids. So it's uh you know we're doing foster care because we're at the right place to do foster care, and we appreciate it. Amen. Amen. Hey, Emily. Hey. So I've been here for like three years. I haven't been here that long. I wish I was here for all ten. But, um, <laughs> we do too. Here, yeah, but coming here for the first time, I was also really, really broken. I think that's a really common theme. And 
this is like a really, a really great place for healing. I think for a lot of people, and really for me, that's been such a theme, coming back here. No matter how many times I've been sent off places, I'm almost way more excited to come back home, you know, because I just, I find so much of him here. And the people here love so well. They just love so much better than anybody I've seen before. It really, like, wears the name Max 242 so well. And, um, like, another common theme is just, like, the whole family thing. Like, I found one of my greatest friends, Emily, here. You know, like, she lives in Florida now. And, (laughs) you know, it's just, like, those people that I can always come home to. Um, You know, I, like, have been a lot of places, and I've been gone for a while. But, like, there's always, like, essentially this is home. And, I, you know, I live an hour away now, too. But, essentially, like, Dallas, Georgia has has been more home than anything else has been for the last 19 years of my life. So, Amen. Love you. Emily, were you here from the very beginning? I was. Yes. How tall were you when you came? <laughs> Probably like four foot. I don't know. <laughs> she was, was down there. I was in that picture as like a 10-year-old nugget. Yes, you so. 10-year-old nugget. <laughs> 10-year-old nugget. Um, I never would have guessed that when I came here, I was like forced to come here. I My family came here, and I was not a fan. I had just entered youth. It was more Randall you didn't like than me, right? I got you. Go ahead. I'm just not going to bring that. <laughs> Um, but I never would have guessed that my relationship with God had flourished so much here. And it's crazy because, like Emily said, community is so important here. And that is so evident. And like she said, I live in Florida now. And whenever I come home, this is, like, one of the most important things that I do when I come here. Because the community here is so, like, it's, it's, I just nothing compares to it. Like, I have never had a community like this gather around me during difficult times. And I'm so thankful for that. And it's just like you guys have helped me grow so much in my faith, and I could never thank you guys enough for that. And it means so much to me. So. Amen. Thank you. Love you. So, uh, I didn't know God before I came here, um, and then within two years of coming here, I got baptized right here where we're standing, and then. Um, on the worst day of uh, my wife and I's life, Steve, Randall, Scott, man, they just showed what family is. And that's why I love this place so much. I got my brother Mike back there, my brother Jason. I mean, so many people that I love here. I mean, I just love all y'all. And you guys are, you guys are our family. We don't have anyone else here. And, and that doesn't matter. I mean, Kathleen's at my house all the time because we love her and we want her there. I mean, we just, we just, we <laughs> We just do family here. We got a, we got a whole new family that, that we just love, and I love all y'all, and that's all. Hey, bro. Hey. I wasn't going to cry. <laughs> um, so my husband and I moved here two years ago. I'll try to make it quick. Um, and um, we moved from North Carolina, a really strong mountain church community at App State, and um, moved here to be with my brother Yay. and his wife, Laura, and I wasn't going to cry. Um, anyways, Don't cry. Come on, be strong. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so we, we moved from sorry, a strong church community. And so when you leave a strong one, you like really crave a super strong one. And we kind of tried to search around just to make sure. And truly, when we first got to Vintage, it was like, I know we need to be here. And we kind of fought change a lot. Like, we're in a good place. We left a good church. You know, da-da-da, we're okay. And 
it was like crazy each season of small groups to be like, oh my gosh, there's more. Like, there's more that we need to work through, like with moving and settling in and just like how much God's transformed us here. Like, I hate to give um, credit to just one place because it is a community. It's our lives here in Georgia. But truly, Vintage has just... Um, it's, flir- it's helped us flourish with our spiritual growth and the opportunities to help other people and to see that change in ourselves and want to see in other people. Like, I meet people now and I think, oh, my gosh, like, you were so broken. And I don't mean that, like, in a judgmental way, but, like, I can't wait to love you. I can't wait to love the crap out of you. Like, vintage loved me. Like, I literally, like, I sit and I talk to people. I'm like, God, right now, help me be what this person needs. And even Jake's pointed out, he's like, people, like share stuff with you now that like they wouldn't share with anybody else i'm like i don't know that woman sitting next to me on the bus she just wanted to talk to me and then why and i got to love her and so um anyways this church has shown that to us and shown it to me and allowed me to open up and then also now to share so jody where I didn't cut in line, he told me to go. <laughs> That's a rule follower. <laughs> um, so, here is where God has given me and my husband so much healing. He brought us here, I don't even know how long ago, seven, eight, something years ago. Um, and we've come here off and on. But here is where the Lord brought people into my life that taught me how to hear his voice. He brought me mothers and fathers and aunts and uncles to this orphan heart. (laughs) And so much more than that. And it didn't matter how much I fought, (laughs) because that's what I do. Um, but, But that's what he does for us. And, you know, he's He forced me to quit my job. He forced us to move and buy a house. But he gave us everything that we needed to ensure that we knew we were following his plan and his direction. And even when I wanted to step off course and go, okay, God, well, we're struggling financially. What are you going to do? Okay, you haven't said anything. So I'm going to sell my car. And then he speaks up in a night of prayer and worship and says, no. (laughs) Okay. But that doesn't fix anything, Lord. (laughs) Um, but it did somehow because in God's world, it doesn't matter if it makes sense. He turns things upside down and you have to learn what makes sense because that's the Lord. You have to flip yourself upside down. And, um, but what vintage has done here for us, um, the people that he's brought to us, I mean, my Scotland girls were infamous. Because we love each other so much. <laughs> but I don't know what I would do without my family here. Amen. And we love you. All right. Jim, so anybody, anybody else can go ahead and come? We got plenty of time, man. <laughs> this is Jim Adcock. Come on, man. You look good, bro. Yeah. I'm taking Shelly's two and a half. <laughs> You're taking Shelly's two and a half. That's so rude, man. She wouldn't even get up here, so... <laughs> My name is Jim Adcock, and I uh, started going to church here uh, in March of 2011 uh, on an Easter. My wife uh, was working at the Kroger store right up there. I don't know why to this day she did that, but she did it for about a year. And uh, a a lady came and uh, had a vintage uh, sticker, 
So she likes to put a vintage sticker on me every time, and I always wear it to lunch because that's how we found this place. Somebody <laughs> had a vintage sticker on and uh, said, go right behind here. That's where vintage is. And we said, all right, well, we'll try it. So Shelby came home from college. We went there, and when we left, Shelby said, y'all are joining this church. <laughs> if y'all know my daughter, she, she helped here uh, one summer as an intern, and uh, a lot of good things happened to her. So we, we came in 2011, and... Uh, I'm going to go back a little bit and tell you a little bit about my life. I was uh, in an orphanage uh, most of my young life and uh, did have my biological mother. I graduated from the orphanage into a super alcoholic home. And, of course, I was at home. I didn't know anybody. I've lived most of my life uh, taking care of Jim, and that's it. That's all I did. Uh, Alcoholic dad took care of Jim. Everything was taken care of, Jim. I went through uh, drug addiction for about 10 years. It was so bad, I spent a month in the hospital getting better from it, and I've been blessed from that. And uh, then somehow, everything went crazy. Finally, I went to a treatment center, and when I got out a year later, I met this lady here, and I just, I was a supervisor, and, uh, <laughs> but the thing worked out. The uh, manager knew we were good for each other, apparently, because she said, one of you got to leave if, if you don't get married or anything like that. And Shelly said she'd leave, and her parents hated me. And we move on now. So we're in Georgia now because we got lost as a job in Nashville, so we had to move here, and Shelly moved with me. And uh, I just hung out. You know, I, I spent my whole life, man, taking care of Jim, nobody else. I have brothers and sisters. My mama just... My mom had just passed, and my dad had been gone for a while, so really have no home. But somehow, through all this, man, I mean, I have been through self-induced anxiety, uh, you name it. Mentally, I've probably been through it because it just happened. But bottom line is, I found this place. Shelly told me to stay, and then I went to a meeting, and uh, Scott McMath, I don't know if y'all know him, Sky Beckmass, Steve Hambrick, and David Gilbert, Gil, David, and uh, uh, Sai came to me that day. And, and I, they just, I'll never forget what Steve said. I told him, I said, Steve, I don't know if I'll make a church. I, I cuss a lot. He said, well, you just come tell me if somebody gets on to you for cussing. <laughs> That's what he said. I'll never forget it. So... We move along, and we've joined a church here now, and, I, and, and I'm learning. I'm learning. And uh, I, I had the pleasure of getting to spend about three years with Steve Hambrick and, and Randall, being with their children. I've known their children since they were like eight and nine years old or whatever, and they've been kind of like my children for me. I love them. They don't know it, but I think of them. I'm so proud of the times that Steve taught me how not to yell at the umpire. (laughs) I'd be coming up through there and Steve said, just sit down, I've got this. (laughs) Just like he says up here. And he did. So that was one of the big memories that we have is not only having a, y'all have a a preacher, but y'all have a godly man who's a great dad. And I never had a dad, so... He was kind of like my dad. I don't think he ever knew it. (laughs) Dude's almost 15 years younger than me, and he's my dad. (laughs) But he taught me everything. He taught me. He's great. I 
I love Scott Crawford. And I'm going to come back a lot. Thank you all. So, Jim and Shelly are moving, if you don't know that. They're moving to Nashville. And family, their daughter's there. And uh, so this is actually their last Sunday with us. And um, Jim Atcott's coming next week. Jim's coming next week. Anyway, so uh, we love you guys. You are family. And uh, I'm best-looking dad you could ever imagine having, right? So, uh, no, dude, I appreciate that, man. Come on, man. Hey, buddy. So no one's behind me? So does that mean the three-minute rule? No, man. You got three minutes? I got to talk next, man. (laughs) Um, All right, so I'm going to blast through two stories real quick. So shout-out to the Rooted campaign. Um, Mm -hmm. Last year was the first year that this thing kicked off, and long story short, my wife and I have committed – more than we knew we were able to attain in that two-year window. We've been seeing, I like how you're moving. Yeah, man, I'm like, got, got it on swivel here. Um, so so uh, super cool. Last year we had our third baby. Um, we had a whole bunch of home stuff. Our car died and had to buy a new car, all kinds of stuff. And so long story short, we actually weren't able to give in 2018 and at the end of the year, we actually had $1,000 towards our campaign, and we knew it wasn't us. And so we've been, we've been talking about family, and that, to me, is, is an incredible example of what kind of culture and what kind of family we have here. Somebody, we don't even know who, put money towards our own campaign, toward our own account. And um, so stuff like that has just been incredible. Um, and then the second story is I was in a small group with um, Cy Bagwell and Jeff Dransky and Mike Farley and Laura, after our second baby, was going through um, a really, really tough battle of postpartum depression. And we weren't, we, we didn't know what was going on, but we had months of fighting, um, fighting that battle, working together through the night, staying up really, really late. And um, towards the tail end of it, Laura had a vision. Um, it was basically a, a, a vision of a bird cage and, and a hand opening the bird cage and a bird being released. And, um, and that was towards the tail end of the battle. Um, the next day, we were having men's group at our house, and we ended our group by just praying to the guy to the left of you. So just go around a circle. Each guy prays to the person to the left. Um, Jeff was praying for me, and in the middle of his prayer, he just stopped and looked at me and said, Mark, I just had this vision. I was like, okay, what, what was it? He was like, I'm, I got this vision of a bird cage and, and a hand coming and opening it and a bird being released. And I just dropped. <laughs> and I, Laura was upstairs. And so I ran upstairs. And I was like, Laura, Laura, come on, come on, come down here. And I was just like inconsolably speaking. And, um, and so then he shared that to her. And that was kind of like the breaking moment of that battle that we were going through. And so anyway, I mean, it's just a couple of stories of the crazy things that have happened here. Um, but this place has been so powerful, um, and we're just so blessed, so blessed to be a part of it. Thanks, brother. Love you too. All right. Um, Rosemary and I were at um, Riverstone. Uh, this is where the church uh, was formed. Um, and I want to say to if there's anybody in this room right now, you are looking for God to lead you. I want to tell you, he goes before, and he will meet you in it. Um, it's like Rosemary and I, when we came several weeks after the church, we went to the start of it, and then when we came back, uh, 
we needed to be pushed out of Riverstone. And so something pushed us out of Riverstone, and we knew where we were, where we were going, and we met um, people at the front door, and the love of God met us. Those, we were surrounded. It's the Spirit of God. You know this morning if He's, if he's drawing you, um, He's met you, and uh, just, just surrender to that love. Amen. Hey, buddy. Hi, I'm Kelly Hendricks. Um, so the vintage story started when I was working one day um, on Cedar Crest, and there was a little sign, and it said Vintage 242, and I was like, hmm, I just moved here. Maybe I should check out that sign. And I Googled it, and I met Jimmy Gunderman, was my mm. first vintage experience. And um, fast forward to four years, I got baptized. I have a husband, and I have beautiful children, and that vintage has supported the entire time. Um, I can't remember if we were baptized. Um, did Oakland ever? I don't remember. My youngest, I'm not sure if we did the whole faith dedication. Yeah. <laughs> but um, vintage has been a home for us since the whole finding the sign. So I know Jesus had completely everything to do with that. And I'm here to say that they are a wonderful family, and um, we're very, very, very thankful. Amen. Love you. I came prepared. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to play the game Remember When. Um, I remember, and I'm glad Tiffany's standing here with me, um, I remember when Tom Tanner at Riverstone introduced Stephen Randall. Um, He stood up and Tom introduced him and Tiffany and I were like, that's where we're going. We're going to follow Stephen Randall. Um, Do you remember when we had our church service in the foyer of Riverstone? Yep, of course. (laughs) It was pretty cool. um, Kate was um, playing worship. Um, Do you remember when uh, one of the first meetings... uh, to talk about the name that we were going to have for our church was in the um, office admin area, and we're sitting there talking about that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember when um, we had the big coffee tasting church gathering, uh, like get together um, in the youth section of Riverstone, and everyone drank coffee, and we felt like the idea was drawing people in through a coffee house. Um, and the timing was not right then, but maybe it's going to be right That's in right. the future. Um, do you remember when we had church on Saturday evenings we instead did. of Sunday? That was cool. Um, um, I remember when I was helping in the children's section in the old building down near Cedar Crest. Um, and Hazel Davis was a baby, and she was crawling everywhere. She just wouldn't stop going. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, and I remember when my husband and I, David, got married here in this building. Um, we were the first couple that got married here. What a blessing that'd be. Amen. Thanks, Love you. Steve. You're welcome. So I was, uh, Leslie shared, we were here from the beginning, and um, I remember, I mean, Randall and I bought those rugs that were in those pictures, and I remember having conversations about whether if we lit all those candles, we'd be a fiery death trap. Do you remember whether we agonized over whether to do that? But anyway, um, so yeah, all the moves, 
Um, uh, what nobody shared yet is that it wasn't always easy. <laughs> it was so much work. We had to we had to set up and break down the children's area every week. We had, uh, I mean, just so many decisions to make. And then just tragedies befalling our people left and right, myself included. So um, I think I shared this one night in my home. Some of you were there. But I remember one night we had a night of prayer. And uh, somebody shared that they saw people coming in our doors like limping and wounded. And we all, it just resonated with us because we were like, yeah, we're all kind of like limping and wounded. What's going on here? I mean, God wants us to do this church. We know it. But the vision we got from that is that they're limping in, we're getting bound up here, and we're being sent out. Amen. And I, um, I just agree with that so much. And I, I can say it's happened with me personally. And also in picking our name, you know, our name we chose it because we want to be a reflection of the early church, and I really feel like we are not that glittery, rich, beautiful church. We are real people loving on one another, binding each other up, and being there for each other. Amen. Love you. Um, all I have to say is that um, my wife and I, we were coming from uh, um, Hispanic churches, um, two of those here in Georgia. So when we decided to move to this area, so my wife told me, you should go to an, an English church. Now, and I was like, well, if I go to an English church, and I'm just going to say this, no offense, is that well, these white people are going to look at me like, I don't belong there, you know? <laughs> so uh, for me, it was, it was a challenge. I got to admit it that it, it, I had to pray a lot for that. My wife had already given me a couple of opportunities to be where I was feeling comfortable. And this time I had to admit that I, you know, she deserved one opportunity to decide where to go spiritually. So it was a challenge. We visited a couple of churches around the area. And, and I, I told my wife, you know, I, I was right. And she said, just give, just give us one more, one more chance kind of thing. And then she Googled. She found the place. And I have to admit that since, since the first day I, I walked through that door, our, our lives changed. And as the other lady was saying, is um, is the first time that I feel like I'm in a community where we're we're there for each other. Um, this community means a lot for us. And when I say a lot, is every single person that we have the opportunity to share with, it's it, it's changed our life. It, it has brought something that has helped us to grow spiritually. And also, I have learned um, the church is is not there to tell you how to do things spiritually, but just to teach you how to connect with God. And I think that for the first time, we really connected with, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. We're building a relationship with, with God, and not with, not with a human being. And, and that has been a plus for us. The enemy tried to break our marriage. Um, it was like uh, a terrorist attack. It was very bad, and, and there were amazing people that were there for us. Um, hold us, grab, grab us from the, from the water. We were, we were drawing. And, you know, we, you can tell these people kind of taking their clothes off and jumping in the water and grabbing us and taking us and doing CPR. Like, that's, that's, how, that's how it was. Um, so we're very thankful to be here. And we, we hope God keep con- and continue blessing this place. Amen. Thank you.
This is all things we're working through due to the affair, which is expected. But overall, I would not have predicted how much healing could have happened. Please extend my thanks and love to everyone, particularly to so-and-so, the brother that came out. Um, if you didn't come out here to confront me in love, I don't know if we would have made it. So I love all you guys. I miss having you as a group. Um, I get to meet with weekly. Currently looking uh, for somewhere just like that that I can plug in again. And I, I wanted to update and thank you guys. So praise God for that. Um, and so I'll just say, like, um, we all need family. We're designed for it. Um, and that's been the biggest probably takeaway for me here. Just the, the guys I've been in family with over the past five years have made the biggest spiritual imprint on my life more than any other group in the past 20 years. So um, just go after that. And if you're not, no matter which brother you are, we need to all be both together, right? So praise Jesus. Hey guys, uh, I'm Matt, and occasionally I play the drums louder than a lot of you guys would like. Um, <laughs> louder than he would like. Oh, come on, man. I love it, dude. Anyway, um, so just a little story about how Kelsey and I found Vintage. Um, we got married in 2012, uh, and I got hired on with Cobb County Sheriff's Office, and I was working night shift. And just prior to that, my entire life from high school on, I was pursuing music. I was a professional drummer. Uh, spent some time at IHOP in Kansas City. Uh, traveled with a ministry called Eddie James. And I was in a Christian rock group called Living Anthem, and we traveled everywhere. And that's actually how I met Kelsey. Um, so... Drumming, worship, and Christian music was my job, and it was my livelihood. And I was playing every Sunday at different churches around the area, uh, Cedar Crest, Westridge, Riverstone, etc. And drumming became a job, and going to church became a job. And it was soul-crushing, because I didn't actually, I, I felt like I was never being fed, and it was my own fault. So when we got married, I told Kelsey that I wanted to take a break from church for a little while and kind of figure out where we wanted to attend. I wanted to remove myself from, from worship and from ministry. Um, and she actually had been trying different churches. I was working night shifts, so I wasn't going with her. And she said, you really need to come check out Vintage with me. So the next week I came and actually saw some familiar faces from Riverstone um, and it just, I, I'd never felt family and community like I had when I walked through these doors. Um, the very first thing I told Harvest when she approached me and said, do you want to play? I said, not yet. And I, I took, we attended here for six months to a year before I ever sat behind the drums. Um, and then after that, I told her, I was like, I don't know if you pay your musicians or not, but I'm, I'm not accepting any money to play, to play drums anymore. I'm, I, it's never going to be a job. Uh, ever again and just that kind of freedom and and being able to be fed uh, and having having this community I mean our, our best friends are from here uh, we have weekly dinners with with uh, Ben and Kelly um, and and just the, the family and everybody everybody in here has been a part of raising my son um, and, and loving on Olin and loving on my family, and, and I could not be more thankful for what God is doing here and in and through our lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks, 
My, my name is Janine Leone, and um, my husband and I and our kids came about two weeks after Vintage started. We were at um, Westridge for four years when we had moved up here from Florida, and um, we were feeling really dry and really didn't know if there were other churches in the area that were similar to the church that we had been to in Florida. And um, one of our kids went to Riverstone and came home and said, hey, there's this new church starting, so we came. And my experience in the 10 years that we've been here is that if you want intimacy with Jesus, you're going to find it here. There, the pairing in, of normal, normal people. This room is filled with normal people, non-religious people that truly love Jesus and want to be go deep with him. To me, that's what vintage is. Um, your ability to reflect the intimacy that you have with the Lord has changed me. Um, so if that's what you want, you're in the right place. <laughs> Second thing is the community. I battled breast cancer for a couple of years, and I had people take me to chemo, bring me food, clean my house, put up my Christmas tree, um, pray for me, tell me that I looked pretty even when I had no hair. And, you look great. And, you looked great. You still do. Um, and was pale and um, felt like garbage. Um, the way that um, people, I feel like the group of people here, we don't judge each other. Our families had a lot of struggles. Um, and, you know, my friends and small group and, and leaders have come around us and accepted us and not judged us and have helped us, like, in the pit, like, call somebody and I need prayer and people come and they pray for you and, you know, like, ugly prayer because you're you're dealing with stuff that really hurts. Um, that's the caliber of people that are here. Um, and the other thing is foster care. So I used to work for Faithbridge and now I work for Windshape. And um, the way that this church does foster care is just... Like, I get so excited when I'm at work, and I'm like, oh, blah, 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 because the way you guys support each other. I mean, I, other churches don't do that. There are foster parents out there that are by themselves. And, again, the community and the love um, and the, the caliber of foster parents that this church has is um, it's awesome. And it speaks to their the depth of their spiritual life and the support that they have. So... That was a lot, but. Amen. Love you. Thank you. Stand up. Yes, stand up. Okay. <laughs> Hi, my name's Laura, and I am definitely the sweaty introvert. <laughs> Gross. Uh, I know. Step back. <laughs> Um, but anyway, when um, we have been at Vintage maybe about five years, and I had really only been a Christian a few years before that, so we had been searching for a church, and I just walked through the doors um, without my husband or family, and um, I just knew I was home. Like, I just felt it. There is something in the atmosphere, in the 
just with the people that I knew I had found my place. And so we started coming here, and um, eventually um, I let it out that I was an artist. And (laughs) they really, I mean, this church embraced um, that, that that is how I see God, that that is how I worship. And I have grown so much with the Lord and with community just through that support of we don't all look the same. We don't all worship the same. We don't all see God the same or hear God the same way. And they have totally surrounded myself and my art friends and just, um, and, um, Yes, and so I have grown, <laughs> and I'm so sweaty. <laughs> anyway, and um, my community of girls that I am with, if you can get into a community of um, people who are strong women, I have cried, I have laughed, we have taken trips, and it's been amazing. So, Amen. Love you. Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> She thinks I'll run off if I come up here myself. Well, I'm not sweating, so maybe I'm not as much of an introvert as I thought. I know there's extroverts that's still trying to come out, so y'all can help me grow into that. I hadn't planned to talk at all. Charles said something this morning about, have you got your speech ready? And I said, I'm not talking. I'm just kind of in that mood, you know. But but I I have to say how thankful that I am, we are, for this body. Um, your family. Um, we've been in, eh, since I hadn't planned this, we've been in one other really good church in our lives, but this is equally as good and, and just getting better. So I love y'all. Um, I don't really have specifics, but I can look around the room and just, there's so many stories. Rosemary and Bill, Bill that talked first, they invited us. And we came around Easter of 2010, so we're almost founding members, whatever. Anyway, um, just looking forward to growing more with you and and serving the Lord, and we're thankful for Steve and all the staff. Um, So I'll turn it over to him. I'll stay close, don't worry. Uh, Yeah, it's Bill and Rosemary's fault, actually, so any have any cabbages you want to throw, there you go. Uh, I think growing up around church till I got so sick of it I couldn't stand it and I tried to get away from it for 20-some years. And Anyway, the concept of family, brotherhood, you know, one loving community was kind of foreign to me. I, I understood the uh, language of it, but the, re- the reality of it just wasn't there. That changed when we came here. Um, I mean, I could go on all day, and I know Steve would love me for love for me to do that. But anyway, uh, I've met uh, I mean a million different people here, but uh, I've been gotten part part of a group of guys over the last four years or a little more, whatever. But anyway, it's, we're the red retired, extremely dangerous group. But God has invaded our lives in such a way that it's. These things are becoming clear. Uh, I can now say I have the most beautiful group of sisters in the world, and quite likely maybe the ugliest bunch of brothers I've ever seen. But it's 
but that's okay. Uh, like uh, Laura said, we're we're here on different wavelengths to hear God, and and here it's it's happening. Yeah. So uh, now I'll sing, and we'll. <laughs> Glory to God. You're going to be the one, I'm going to be the one, the first one that you're having to tap. Um, I am not an introvert, for those of you who know me. And uh, my journey didn't start here with um, back in the you know other location, but I've done Stephen Randall for quite some time um, through our, we live in the same subdivision. And so Steve and I started talking. He was looking to move, needing how to, to move from that location to a, a larger location. And so um, I'm the leasing agent and property manager of this, this retail center. And so um, the problem was we, uh, to get, have a church in Paulding County, you have to be on five acres. This was not five acres. So I know the church needed to grow. I knew, knew that, the, you know, uh, the church needed a, a, a great place to move to in the area. So... I called a friend of mine who used to be the county commissioner, and I said, I need help. I need to get this church in this location, and we're not five acres. What do we do? He said, hold on. He called me back. His cousin, who was the post commissioner at this time, said, he's going to help you. We met at Starbucks, remember? And I said, I hope you understand country, because I didn't understand a word that man said. <laughs> so he's like, I understood. That, ma- that day, we had the... Um, the head building inspector come by and said, um, again, in his country, you know, he said, we're going to make this happen, I promise you. <laughs> and guess what? It did. It happened. And so, you know, so blessed. So Steve and I have had a relationship, you know, uh, for many years through this process. And we would talk at the grocery store. And he'd say, you talk more to me than your own pastor, don't you? I'm like, well, yes. And so um, when uh, my daughter, Sarah, and I were looking for another church, you know, my um my husband, I've got married 38 years, four children, and my husband has always loved the Lord. He just was very hurt at church and, and just doesn't come with us. So we were, the two of us, we were looking. We literally looked at seven churches. And it wasn't like we just went and we, you know, said, no, that doesn't work. We would stay for a month or a couple months, and we're like, yes. You know, so we did, we did come here. This was the first church that we, you know, and we looked at each other and we're like, yeah. And then, uh, and then so it's my fault being like, man. So I did say to, to Steve, I'm like, I wish I liked your church. I just don't. Then, then it's, and then he's like, and I'm like, is it me, Steve? And he's so honest. And he's like, yes. I'm like, no, I don't believe it. So we exhausted our resources with churches and we said, you know, let's just go back and try, you know, vintage again. And we did. And we looked at each other. We're like, what didn't we like about that? And then the real clincher was um, we went on a trip with 14 women to Guatemala. And that was a challenge for me because they're talking about doing nails and, you know, this and that. Like, wait, a missions trip. Don't you share the gospel and teach these people scripture and all that on a missions trip? I've never been. So I'm like, I can't wrap my brain around this. So I got to call Steve because Steve is so good. You guys know he's very good at walking you through things. And so he said, first of all, you're going to undergird those who are already there, you know, to support them. To, I'm like, and then he kept going. I'm like, I get it. And then Sarah's like, I don't think I can go. I don't think I can get off work. I'm like, oh, good, because I never wanted to go. And then she called me back, you know, an hour later. She's like, we're going. And I'm like, oh. And so we went, and it changed our life, literally. This church, and I love what this gentleman said over there. They don't 
tell you what to do. They connect you with the Lord, and they teach you how to get connected so tightly with the Lord, and he tells you what to do. And it's been wonderful. So last but not least, um, one of the most incredible things that has happened to me from being here with my daughter, that the man of her dreams and the man that she's going to spend the rest of her life with, and they're getting married in October, that's Daniel Cox. And... <laughs> And I had, I had a woman, I don't remember who it was, but we were in the grocery store and we were checking out. And she goes to church here and she knows Daniel and his family. She's like, isn't he everything that a mother-in-law would want for their daughter? And those words have just so embedded in my heart. And he is everything that I have ever prayed for for my daughter since she was a baby. And so I'm so grateful for Steve and Randall and for this church and all of you guys who befriended me and from... Daniel loved our family like our own, like Amen. his own. Thank you. Yeah, and, uh, and Randall, uh, Randall 100% takes credit for setting them up, by the way. You can ask her. So, uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> you want a hug? I'm very animated. Come on, man. Get in here, bro. Back and forth. All right, my name is David there. Jackson. We actually moved up to this area three, three and a half years ago, and we found I really feel like you're going to assault me. Uh, we we found this area sheerly by accident. We uh, we used to go to a big church in Buckhead uh, when we lived in the city of Atlanta, and then we moved up here. And so we were we were looking for churches. We went into a couple churches. I thought I was going to get snake bit. <laughs> and um, so we own a few restaurants. So we were like, well, let's think about opening up a restaurant here. And we met this like crazy broker. <laughs> and uh, she was like, look, she told me that exact same story. She was like, I came here, I hated it, blah, 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 went back, love it. <laughs> and I was like, I told my wife, I was like, all right, babe, let's give this a shot. And, or, well, actually, I, was, I told my wife about the church that the broker told me, and then I have some crazy neighbors that have a whole bunch of grandchildren. <laughs> um, and we were hanging out one day, and they told me the same thing. They were like, look, this church, they're super rad. You should give it a shot. So my wife and I, we decided to come here. And we gave it, and, and we came here, and my wife likes it. My wife doesn't hear the best. I don't hear the best. And I told Barb about that, and she went, I think, talked to Randall or Steve. And she was like, look, they'll print you out the sheet so we can follow along. And it was really great because it showed the community, showed the acceptance, it showed everything that has been great. And that's how we found the church. But the best thing that has happened to us is this night of prayer that everybody talks about. Two weeks prior to a night of prayer we went to, my daughter was diagnosed with auditory neuropathy. That means she doesn't hear regular. It goes in and out. So we came. So the doctors, they were like, there's nothing you can do. You're SOL. I said, okay. Sorry about that. Probably shouldn't have used that acronym. <laughs> it's all good, man. Um, so, um, so, we, uh, so, we, so I looked at the doctor. I said, well, I think a little bit of prayer can help this out. And they were like, oh, you can do what you want, but it's not going to work. So we came to a night of prayer. We had a great time. We, we met with this wonderful family. I wish I could remember who it was. Um, sorry. I'm a very busy person. Anyways, uh, long story short, we went back that following week for my daughter's hearing test. They were like, your, your daughter here is normal. We don't get it. We need to schedule for another hearing test at a different time. I said, all right. I said, but look, I got a lot of people praying for us. So I think we're going to have the same outcome. So we've done about three to four hearing tests since then. It still baffles them. So I left the doctor the other day. I said, look, you might want to go get a little bit of God in your life. If you want to come to church with us, you are welcome to. And she was like, well, obviously that's the only thing that can explain it right now. Amen, brother. Anyways, thank you. Come on. Hi, I'm Hannah Faye. 
um, I didn't grow up in church at all. Like, we went, if my daddy said we were going to church on Sunday morning, it was like, where? Like, what are you talking about? Because we didn't go, but my grandparents always went, so that's how I kind of, you know, I encountered the, the spirit. And I would talk to grandmom about God, and that's the only, like, church that I got was really talking to my grandmother. And so whenever I got baptized back in April by Steve, which, by the way, if you haven't been baptized, you need to do it. <laughs> like, I tell people, which I probably shouldn't say it, but I do. I'm like, whenever I was under the water, whenever I was, like, in the water submerged completely, it was the longest moment of my whole life, but it was so beautiful. And it just changed me. But my mom was like, it was the longest moment of your whole life. Why did he hold you under there so long? <laughs> I was like, he didn't, he didn't, I don't think, but it just felt really long for me. Anyway, so my grandma was here for my baptism, and I was terrified because she goes to Johns Creek Baptist, and they're really fancy, and she thinks that they're just, like, the best. So I was like, she's sitting in the front row, and I'm staring at her because I'm like, if she doesn't like it, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't go here anymore. And so I keep looking at her, and she was just in awe of the painting, because they did painting that morning for worship. And she told me after, she said, I've never seen anything like that. That they allow people to worship in a different way other than singing. She was like, no, I didn't like the band. <laughs> of course. She's traditional. But she was like, I really enjoyed the fact that they worshipped in different ways. And then whenever she met Steve, she said hi and everything. She was sweet, whatever. And then we went outside, and I was putting them in their car. And she looked at me, and she grabbed my hand, and she said, Hannah Faye, this is it. She said, if I, could, if I could drive out here every day, I would. She said, this is the place. She said, I feel it. It's here. And I'm so glad that you found your home. So, <laughs> Timmy's going to. My husband's going to be here from now on. Hey, how's everybody doing? I'm Tim. I'm Hannah Faye's husband. I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about man camp, about some friends, about uh, how God can really sweep the awkwardness and the anxiety just out of the room for you. And um, really just how everyone in the church doesn't make it seem like a church. I've been to church. I've been to a lot of churches in my life. And I don't really like church. Uh, there's always a judgmental vibe that you get how everyone wants you to become part of the church. They don't want, to, they don't want you to express how you are. But the people in this church really shine through, and they don't make it feel like a church, which is something that I really, really enjoyed. And it's something that my wife, she, she got me coming up here uh, more and more, you know, like every Sunday. Because, you know, you'd go to church maybe once in, a, once in a blue moon, once every two months. And you'd get, the, you'd get the gist. You'd think you got enough, but you never really do. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for being a person and accepting all the other people as people instead of trying to just get them to join your church. Hi, my name is Glennis, and I was literally neighbors with these two, but that's not why I started coming. My middle school son, who just turned 21, says, Mom, you've got to try out this church. You're really going to like it. So I walked in the door at that place by Cedar Crest, by Papa John's or whatever, and um Charles, dancing, singing Charles, was the first one that I saw. And he hugged me and, you know, wished me well and asked me my name and told me who I was named after. And it was kind of history after that. But 
Um, this church has brought me through, you know, the, the movie uh, Three Weddings and a Funeral or whatever. Well, there's been multiple funerals, weddings. Um, my two adult children are baptized here. My son went away to the Marines, and his girlfriend at the time, who had they had only been dating a few months, we said, you know, we'll take care of her through boot camp. And um, praise God, they got married last month. And um, she's she grew up here. I mean, I just feel like it's like Bill said, God goes way before you and sets it up for you. And this group of people here has been family um, and literally neighbors. We're not neighbors now, but we're still neighbors. And they just, um, they come to you in the good and the bad and the the ugly. Like Janine said, you know, they pray ugly prayers over you because it's ugly at the time. But that's what gets you through life, you know. It's not just the good weddings. It's the, you know, it's the when you're down in the dumps and praying for your kids. And vintage has been all of that and more. Thank you all. Good morning. My name is George. Uh, First, I just hope that we don't lose this story time, Lord willing. When we get to 5, 10, 20 times this uh, in the future, this size, that we don't lose this intimacy. Um, it's kind of you close, got, you got, No, it's not close, man. Right there. <laughs> right there. Come on. Do it. Um, so my beautiful bride, Jules, and I have been married almost five years. And I uh, became a Christian over in Johns Creek and stayed at the same church for about 20 years and really grew a lot. Thought it was great, and we started going over there, but it was a, it was an hour away. Uh, so, three four years ago, we started looking around for another church and and uh, shopped at a few different ones. Didn't really find one we loved. We knew Stephen Randall from serving in the community, sort of the foster community, and so we thought, well, we'll check this one out. And um, I talked about this with Graham one time. We came in, and we worship is really important to us. And Harvest was here, and it was awesome. And we looked at each other and said the same thing I think Graham said, which is, as long as Steve doesn't blow this, this is our home. And he didn't. He, uh, he did well. So, so this has been our home since for about two and a half years. We love it. We love the community. I won't spend much time talking about that because everybody has. The foster support is so important in Paulding County, and we love that. The thing I want to focus on, and some people have talked around it, is, is my intimacy with the Lord has really grown. And... And what I, as I look at this sort of philosophically, I think what Steve and Scott and others have done is, is in most churches, especially the bigger ones, it's all sort of top down where you've got these, this pastor or preacher and they've got these gifts and they're teaching and they're doing and they're leading. Here it's really delegated. And, and they really encourage you to figure out what your gifts are. Holding a microphone is not one of the gifts. Um, is, is figure out what your gifts are, develop it, uh, learn from others. You know, I've learned a lot from our small group, some of the people in our small group, both a men's group and a couple's group, about what their gifts are and how they develop it. 
And I've also come to understand that we all have a certain amount of gifts, things like words of knowledge and healing prayer and, and stuff you don't see in many churches. Uh, and so here, they've really done a good job of sort of stepping back and not being in the middle of it and letting the community serve each other. So, so we, we love it here, and uh, we plan to be here a long time. Thanks. Thank love you guys. Right. Let me say this real quick. I recognize it's 1220, so it's going to be our last group of stories right here, and then we're going to be done. Uh, I will say this just so you know, just real quick. Um, when we get done, I'm going to pray for us, and there's going to be food trucks out here. Let me say this real quick. We have two food trucks, so don't have to get your food very quickly. The idea primarily is that we're here to connect with family, and slowly we can get food. So kind of take your time. Make sure you pick your kids up. That's super important. Don't leave them in the children's ministry. And then when you get your food, listen, there will be tents out here. You can come inside. Just make yourself at home, like at your own home, like a family reunion. You know, family reunions, like there's a random spot to sit. I'll sit there, right? But make sure you connect with people and hang out. This is Brooks. Now it's your turn, bro. I'm Brooks. Hey, hey, tell George I'm really good at hang, holding microphones, okay? Can you tell him? He, he's all right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so when I first came to Vintage, uh, I was actually in the youth. I was either a freshman or sophomore in uh, high school. And I, we were currently going to Riverstone, and I really thought that um, I needed to make a switch or we needed to make a switch. And my parents were like, okay, we'll, we'll pray into it. We'll think about it. And um, like a couple months later, we ended up switching and uh, I ended up meeting the greatest group of guys that I ever could ask for. Um, two of them are here. One of them ca- cannot be, unfortunately. But um, just the community that, like, that I've created throughout Vintage that, that kind of cultivated here is just a, a bunch of guys that are hooligans. And I wouldn't ask for anybody else. They're, they've been with me when I wanted them to or when I didn't want them to. Um, best and worst of times, and um, I'm really thankful for uh, here to kind of give us this, this opportunity to um, give me that. Uh, I guess it's my turn. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm Trinity. Uh, the first time I came here, it was because my brother had this little friend in what, third grade is when he met Cade? Second grade. So I was in fourth grade when we first came here. So I was back in the kids' room, and I was the type of kid that didn't really like other kids. (laughs) Shocker. But (laughs) so I was back there, and the kids were so loving, and they were just all around me. And when I left that first time, I was like, yeah, I'm never going back. I don't like that place. (laughs) And I am so thankful that my parents decided to come back and to make this our church home because the community here is so loving and <laughs> we love you too <laughs> And the group of people I've met here are just such a big part of my life and are very responsible for the person I am today. So I just wanted to say thank you to everyone. Hello, everyone. My name is Mike Thompson. I'm Trinity's father. It's my 
beautiful wife, Shannon, here beside me. Um, oh, no, sorry. There you go, Dave. There you go. He's kind of chasing me around. Every, yeah, don't chase you. All right. So um, when Shannon and I uh, first got together, we got involved in a church uh, on Brownsville Road called Great Commission Fellowship. Uh, we were very close to all the members there, uh, especially our pastor. Our, our pastor, uh, he, he was a rock in my life, and he helped me through a lot of tough times. Um, eventually, my pastor moved away to Kansas City to join IHOP. And uh, when he left, we, we got unchurched. And uh, we bounced around uh, quite a bit uh, trying to find a church. And we never really found a place that, you know, that was a good fit, uh, whatever that means. Um, and in that time, I got really sick. Um, I was uh, spiritually sick. Uh, I was the God of my own life. Um, I just tried to do everything that just, you know, made me happy. You know, it was all about me. And, uh, you know, I was coaching sports and, uh, you know, I always enjoyed uh, spending time with uh, kids and, you know, working with kids in sports and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, God was not the... Uh, the number one thing in my life. Um, we have our lovely friends, the McNeils, that are sitting right over here. Uh, they suggested uh, coming to Vintage. Uh, and, you know, we came a few times, and, you know, I was I was still a very sick person. I, you know, I, I didn't stick. Um, I was uh, just, just a shell of a man that was, you know, sitting over here on the side and uh, didn't really have God in my life. Uh, my wife, uh, you know, I, I strongly believe that Women are put in our lives for a reason. Um, my wife got connected here, got connected with the women. Um, and she kept coming. And uh, some some things started to, to change. I, I started to pray. I think a lot of people that were connected to us uh, started to pray for our family and, and for me. And uh, eventually, uh, I was able to surrender. I was able to surrender my life back to God. And to get reconnected uh, with God. And this church has a huge part to do with that. Um, last summer, not just this past summer, but the last summer, uh, I went to one camp and uh, got to know some of the people that Brooks is talking about. And guys, this youth group is amazing. And they're an inspiration to me. Like, I respect you guys a lot. You have no idea. So this place is a huge blessing to me. It's a huge blessing to our family, and we love each and every one of you. Love you too, man. I'll make it very short and speak as fast as I can because I know it's 1230 and we're hungry. Um, I wasn't going to get up and speak, but then my beautiful daughter got up, and I wasn't going to cry. And then my beautiful daughter got up, my wonderful husband. Um, I, I just want to share about the community and the women. Um, Laura McNeil brought me here. She brought me into my first Bible study group, and I was like, I'm not going to like these women. I'm definitely not going to hug these women. I want nothing to do. I'm just coming because I love Laura. Well, I have to say that the women that um, I've been plugged in with, they feed my soul, and I love them so much, and they've been that community that just God God just dwells in. And everything that we talk about and everything that we do, God is there. Regardless of if sometimes it may not be the appropriate thing, but you know what? It always comes back to God. Um, and I think that's what this church is. It's just, it's just a reflection that God is in anything and everything that we 
open to him. And he's just waiting to be there. And I, I love that about this church. I love that about Steve and about Randall and how um, I think somebody said, they don't tell you how to do it, but they lead you to Jesus. And he's the one who, who just guides you and you feel that. Mm-hmm. And I see that evident. Um, three, or four of my, three out of four of my children have been baptized here. Um, to see my daughter, who is that introvert, to get up and come and speak, um, says it all right there. To see the healthiness of my husband and just what a rock and leader he's been to our family because of this church and because of Jesus. Um, I couldn't ask for more. So, thank you. So I'm Caroline. I'm brand new to this church. Trinity's brought me here a couple of times, and my church has been great, my old one. And I never usually went to church because we, my family is very busy with sports, and we were just so tired of going to church. And then Trinity brought me here, and I felt so much better. And I see how God's have been in her life, and it just makes me want to come here more. And I plan on going to all the youth stuff in one camp. I go. I went last week. <laughs> It was my first time last week, and I plan on going tonight, and I plan on going to one camp. I plan on doing all the stuff to be in this church, and I just want God back in my life since it's been gone for so long. And I'm thankful to Trinity and her family for bringing me here and dragging me here when I spend the night because I've never been to church really. So just happy they decided to bring me here to experience God, and just happy about that. So thank you. All right, Daniel. You're the last one. You did better. You're really good, man. <laughs> yeah, it's actually funny. So, so uh, this this story is going to revolve around uh, me hearing from God, listen to Steve. And so in this example, I know Steve said, don't go up anymore. And God said, yeah, this time, don't listen to Steve. Go up. So that's what I just <laughs> All right, man. There you go, so, bro. Um, yeah. So I, like a lot of the people here, started at Riverstone um, with my family. At the time, I was just in high school. We made... so. <laughs> Uh, one of the ladies at the beginning said she, uh, they were there for the introduction of Steve, and she said, wow, we definitely want to follow Steve. Um, they introduced Steve, and I actually didn't like Steve at all, which was, <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, if you know I Tom, didn't like you either, man. It's all yeah, good, bro. It's fair. <laughs> if you know Tom Tanner, he's a really soft-spoken guy, really like gentle, and then Steve was the young, fiery guy, and I was like, this guy's yelling at me. I don't like that very much. No. So, but then shortly after that, we made the transition to Riverstone, and it was incredible. Um, actually, right away, I was still in the high school phase, kind of avoiding God. I'd grown up in church like a lot of people, just not really liking the church aspect. If I'm being really, really honest, my favorite part was probably the cinnamon rolls at first. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, Steve was always there, even though I would sleep through services sometimes, and he knew it, and he would not call me out, which is, thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, but he was always there for me, and I remember the summer of my senior year going into college. I had two options. One was to go to Disney World or not go to Disney World. And so instead, Steve said, hey, don't go to Disney World. Come to one camp with us. You didn't sign up, so you don't have a place, but you can stay in our house with us. So he sacrificed his cabin. It should have been one room for him and Randall, one room for his two girls. Instead, I bumped with Steve, and Randall squeezed in with the girls. I was so thankful for that. Um, as many of you youth know, one camp wrecks you. So one night I was completely wrecked and changed at one camp that night. Thanks to Steve for that, listening to Steve and coming. I was so grateful for that. And, um, you know, that really set me up for a good time in college, just like, you know, strengthened before going. So that was huge. 
after college, first job didn't work out so well, so came back up into this area. I lived in Atlanta at the time, came back up into this area. Um, no friends up here anymore. No job, living with the parents again, obviously struggling with some identity and things like that. I just decided to refocus on God and God alone. Um, I think it was either my first or second week back here. Um, my fiance, future wife, sat down in front of me and uh, introduced herself to me. And I knew right away that she was going to be the one for me. I had to convince her for a little while, but eventually I did convince her. And so, um, you know, just once again, just got, it's just an example of, you know, if you are focusing on God and God alone, he will give you the desires of your heart. I didn't know it at the time, but it was so huge. I'm going to have a beautiful new wife soon and a wonderful mother-in-law who was up here. And we're so grateful for combining families. And, you know, just a reminder that when you seek God first, he will meet you where you are and give you what you need. Amen. So. Okay, I love you. All right. All right, guys. Well, hey, so thank you all for being here again. I mean, it's 10th birthday. So as you walk out today, again, you can sign up for small groups today. It's available outside. Um, food trucks are out here. There are drinks and coolers around. Make sure you grab your kids. Just find a space. Try to connect with somebody you don't know. Let's do lunch together. Let me pray for us. God, I pray. Thank you for these 10 years. I thank you for this people. I thank you for this family. And I pray, Father, that our next 10 years would far exceed the previous. I pray that for our people as a body, and I pray that as individuals and as families. Lord, I thank you for the power of your cross and your resurrection to redeem, to take broken things and to make them whole. And that's what we're praying for each person, each family, and God, this church as a whole in this community. We love you, Lord. We thank you for the food we're going to partake of. We love you, Jesus.